Hello and welcome to another episode of the Isacos podcast. My name is Dr. Andred Voss, and today we'll have an inside interview with members of the Shoulder Committee. Therefore, I'm more than happy to have two of my colleagues and friends from Portugal with me today. They are two exceptional experts in the field of arthroscopic superior capsule reconstruction, and I'm really looking forward to this interview with Clara Azevedo and Ana Catarina Angelo from the Hospital Sams and the Hospital Kuf Tejo in Lisbon, Portugal. In this episode, we will talk about donor site morbidity after harvesting a facial artery autograft for an arthroscopic superior capsule reconstruction. Hello, Carl and Anna, and thank you for your time to join the ISACOS podcast. I mean, both of you have dedicated your research on investigating and advanced the superior um, capsule uh, reconstruction using a facial artery autograft. This technique has been described and popularized by Mihata from Japan. Since then, many have used this technique with different grafts. We have reports about the use of the biceps tendons, the dermal grafts, CMT grafts. So why did you stick to the original graft? Even within Europe, there are only a few to use the fascia lada. Clara, what is uh, the reason for that? Thanks, Andy, first of all, for the invitation to join you in this Isacoops podcast. Uh, the main reason why we decided to stick to the original type of graft is because we have been following our patients for up to six years, and both the graft survivorship rate and the clinical outcomes of the fasciolata autograft continue to be superior to those being presented and published at shorter follow-ups using other autografts or allo or xenografts, either worldwide or in Europe. The long head of the biceps is indeed a, a local autograft, which can avoid donor site morbidity, but it can only be used as a graft when it is available. And it is frequently absent in the setting of severely retracted irreparable supraspinatus tears, which is the indication for SCR. Another autograft option, the hamstrings, also produce distant donosart morbidity on top of having shorter-term clinical results. Great. So we know about the reports about donosite morbidity, and you have recently published an article about exact this topic in the Orthopedic Journal of Sports Medicine. What was your motivation for this study, Katarina? Uh, well, Andy, uh, first of all, I also want to thank you for this invitation. It is always a pleasure for us to talk about this subject and with you. So answering your question, uh, we began doing SCR with fasciolata following the first promising clinical results published by Tero Mihata and found very good to excellent clinical outcomes and subjective satisfaction in our series of patients, which are published in a couple of papers. So despite the very good clinical results that we have obtained regarding shoulder function and pain, one of our main concerns is obviously the harvesting site. Also, this appears to be the main argument used in the literature for trying this technique with alternative grafts, despite the lack of studies actually reporting the donor side morbidity associated with fasciolata harvesting for SCR. So we prospectively studied our first 
15 cases back in 2017 and published our preliminary 18 months follow-up results in Casta Journal. And now with a larger sample and a longer follow-up, we decided to scientifically quantify this morbidity to see if it just justified changing our technique with the risk of obtaining worst or not so consistent shoulder clinical results. Thank you. And if you go deeper in your article, interestingly, almost 15% reported about adrenal site morbidity, but 95% would undergo the same surgery again. Why do we see more morbidity problems after harvesting a fasciolata autograft as compared with other grafts? And is there a residual functional problem, Katarina? Well, Andy, uh, that is in fact a perfect question because you can only find morbidity when you search for it. So morbidity is a vast concept that should be interpreted with caution. I think that the main message that we obtained from our last study was that quantity is not quality. And when you perform any surgical gesture, you will obviously obtain some morbidity. The real question is whether these residual symptoms are significant to your patient. And we concluded that in 95% of our patients, they were not. Uh, also, the clinical scores were not significantly different from the control group, and the majority of the residual symptoms were related to residual sporadic pain in the scars. When quantified, the mean VIS score for this residual pain was less than three points, which is the threshold for established for significant pain. So I think that for now, we'll continue doing SCR with autologous fasciolata ending. Oh, perfect. And Clara, did you change the harvest procedure in the past? I know you perform a very minimal invasive technique. I'm asking this question because you also recently published an article about the proximal and the mid-tight fascial autograft. Well, we did not change our harvest procedure. We started out performing SCR using the minimally invasively harvesting technique. Uh, when I first learned about the groundbreaking results of arthroscopic SCR uh, published by uh, Professor Teresa Mihata, my first reaction was not to question the autograph because as an orthopedic surgeon, my experience had always been that autographs work better than allografts or xenografts, but instead to question the open approach and the harvest location. We opted to use uh, the minimally invasive approach following the principles of plastic surgeons and ENTs who use fasciolata autographs in their procedures while avoiding large skin incisions and their cosmetic consequences. And we opted to harvest the fasciolata from the mid-tie to avoid damaging the tensor fasciolata proximally or compromising its function in hip abduction and external rotation. The study you mentioned we published in uh, J. Uh, Journal of Surgery and Elbow Surgery International was re recently published and designed to determine whether the proximally harvested fasciolata autograft would biomechanically differ from the mid-tie fasciolata autograft. We thought that if we found that there were no significant differences biomechanically between the proximal and the mid-tie harvested uh, grafts, then this would be an argument in favor of choosing the mid-tie harvested graft because it can be minimally invasively harvested. With ease, it's not more te technically demanding than harvesting open the proximal uh, graft, and it does not damage the tensor fasciolata. 
So thank you, uh, Clara, and back to you, Katharina. Could you analyze the on and offset of these problems in the patients? Is there a certain time window where patients complain about donor site mobility? And if so, when do these issues start and disappear? Uh, first of all, each patient is different from one another. Uh, this is a very subjective matter. But yes, of course, in the first six to 12 weeks, some patients feel local pain and numbness, uh, but the great majority does not find it significant. They actually have much more symptoms recovering from the shoulder surgery. So they really do not make a big, big deal of it. Uh, the important thing here, I think, is to explain everything preoperatively to the patient so that they can be prepared for the recovery time. So this is actually just the normal recovering time from a surgery. They actually do not value these, these symptoms as much as they do on, on the shoulder. So this is the, a bigger deal for us than I think that for them. Perfect. This is a, a good point to bring me to the next question, Clara. What uh, do you tell your patients before surgery? Like, can they immediately walk on the, on the lake there where the graft has been harvested? Or what is your procedure and, and how do you prepare the patients for the surgery? Well, first of all, I'm really objective with my patients and I, I tell them our results. I, I always tell them that in our series, 95% of the patients are satisfied. I, I really talk about our, uh, the results of our studies because I know patients want to know objectively what to expect in the future. And I tell them that uh, this, these patients who are satisfied uh, say that they would be willing to undergo the procedure again, the same procedure, despite the residual symptoms in the zone of thigh. I tell them that they will always feel some difference in the harvested thigh, not only because of the two small scars, but also because they may experience local deformity, pain, or numb. However, after they recover from the procedure, they will have no hip dysfunction and they will be able to continue doing strenuous activities using their thighs. Regarding the immediate post-operative period, as you asked uh, now, Andy, um, I explained that for uh, six weeks, they will have to use uh, uh, um, compressive stockings uh, to help minimize the deformity that they may have uh, postoperatively. I, of course, explained to them they will not be able to do strenuous activities for this period of six weeks. They will have to avoid long walks during this period, but, uh, but this is temporary. Afterwards, in the long run, they will be able to do everything. Most of the patients have no issue doing anything with their thighs. The, the changes they, they describe in their thighs are not significant to most of the patients. That's why 95% of the patients would be willing to undergo this procedure again. Of course, I tell them, you will notice the changes. You will always know you have undergone a procedure in your thigh. The, the question is, will, will this be important? This is why it's uh, very important to tell them about the experience of the other patients who have undergone this procedure to help them decide if they want to, to opt for the SCR using the fascial autograph. Because I always tell them about the alternatives and the results in the shoulder using other grafts. I can totally agree with this comment because I think it's one of the most important things to always 
tell the patients what they will expect or what can happen. Because once you operate it on them, they already know what they will expect them and they don't complain about it because they heard it before. So I think this is one of the most important things undergoing surgery and uh, informing your patients before surgery. So uh, Clara and Katerina, thank you uh, once again for your time to join this podcast talking about donor site morbidity after fascia lata autograft harvesting. It was a really pleasure and uh, it was really a good discussion. And I'm really looking forward to your next presentation on the international, international societies talking about your arthroscopic SCR. Thank you, Isakos. Thank you, Isakos.